what the fuck is up you guys <laughs> i've got a pretty pretty crazy podcast right now yeah i'm pretty excited this is uh this has been a long time coming because i've been wanting to do this podcast forever i be, i've talked to so many people about this concept so many people about this topic uh because something people don't know about is that a lot, a majority of the people with disabilities, not just in my situation, not just in a wheelchair, but all disabilities encounter people like this on a regular basis. So I'm doing this whole podcast about devotees. And if you don't know what a devotee is, it's someone who has a fetish for people with disabilities. There are very many uh, varied kinds of uh, people with devotees and like for varied disabilities and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people in wheelchairs all have an experience of like getting messaged by one of these people or being badgered by one of these people. Just being like harassed in a set and like just badgered to the point where they just want to get their point across. They just want to harass you into the giving them whatever they're like talking to them and it's weird it's kind of kind of a weird situation when they're like just basically attacking you so while well, a while back I was thinking about this I'm like okay how do I go about having a podcast uh for devotees and I could just talk about it but I figured if I was going to talk about it I should go talk to one of these people because usually they always message you and immediately you're like, okay, this looks weird. And whether it's a fake Facebook account or a weird Instagram account where you go to their page and they have like three pictures and no followers and they're just trying to message you or you can just tell by the vibe they give off that they're a devotee. And the majority of us just block them. Block them right away, stop getting messaged, and then don't even humor the conversation. So when I was having the idea of doing this, doing this podcast I was like all right I'm gonna respond I'm gonna respond to one see what I get and luckily the guy I responded back to was very open very uh responsive and uh we ended up having about about a two and a half hour conversation two and a half hour conversation talking about what a devotee is and like how he feels about it and the what part of it like what part of disabilities is he attracted to? Uh, what part of it that it makes them fearful to be exposed to the public? What part of them makes them obsessive and like uh, message people constantly? So I just I just went through that whole process. We talked for a long time, and I was glad that he was uh, as open. And initially, initially because I do have part of me that's just like fuck this dude, but. <laughs> And I was going to just expose him and say his name and everything. But I am going to hide his identity and make sure make sure he's not exposed too much. But I was thinking, and I'm like, all right, so if I'm going to change his name, what am I going to change it to? So me and this guy have this conversation. His name is Joe. So Joe gives a really deep insight to what is going on in the mind of a devotee. And this is what... This is what we came up with. 
and right off the gate, even when I was asking him to do this interview, or just, yeah, interview, Q&A, I guess, and he said, uh, to be honest, I can talk to you about it privately and tell you as much as I can know. It's something I've had to come to terms with, and it's very complex, but I'm not sure about doing it in a public setting because I was asking him to be on the podcast at first. My parents don't know, neither do most of my friends, and Deves are usually very private because of because we're afraid. Uh, so he said, so we could discuss it at length beforehand or something, and you can use what I say and your thoughts on your podcast. So I was like, okay, cool. So we scheduled the time and everything, and like, I'm going to just tell you now, this conversation is nuts. Absolutely nuts. It hits everything. I The entire conversation, I'm just trying to pull, pull everything I can out of this guy and make sure he's trusting me and willing, willing to say everything he can and give any insight he can, at least to himself. Because, so before I get into this and before I get started, I wanted to say... That my goal coming into this was to come in with a completely open mind. Just like any community or collection of people, you absolutely cannot paint a broad brush over any group of people. And the same goes for devotees. Absolutely. Same goes for them because while you can look for commonalities and similarities... But even then, there will always be an outlier that doesn't fit the mold. So by no means is this meant to throw any hatred or angry anger towards everyone with who feels this way, feels this type of fetish, and feels this, uh, who considers themselves a devotee. No hatred, no judgment, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time... I value this podcast and myself for always keeping it real with you guys. The first episode I ever made was fuck being fake because I absolutely hate it when people are being fake. And this is my outlet to all of you to show you my real side, show you my real thoughts. And I'm going to do that in this as well. And I will absolutely give you my true thoughts on this guy and what I'm feeling and my response to all of this. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to let it rip. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just tell you that right now. It, it will come out. It will come out. But at the same time, absolutely no judgment towards this whole community. Just because it's a it's a large community of people and it's it's very different. It's very vast. So let's get into it. Let's see what we had to say. And uh, in the beginning, these first couple parts is just like an introduction. I wanted to make him feel comfortable and figure out what it was and just see how he came about it, see where it came from. So initially, one of the first questions, I was like, okay, so for just saying, what is a devotee? And I'm about to just dive into 
our conversation. I'm going to say what, what I was saying, what he was saying back and forth. And then I'll kind of talk about it afterwards. So I said, how would you describe it for yourself if you were to just explain it to someone? And he said, well, I'm a devotee primarily interested in high level disabled guys. I see it as a subsection of overall attraction. Like if you really liked uh, people with long hair, big ass, whatever. So it's not like if I see a disabled person, I'm immediately attracted. Instead, the disability helps enhance a person's attractiveness. Uh, So I said, okay, how old were you when you first felt it? He said, so I'm not sure if I had any Latin div thoughts before, but when I was 19 was the first time I felt it when I was abroad in Belgium. I was reading an article about Steve Gleason, the football player with ALS, and there was a picture of him with his son on his lap, and I just got this sudden urge to want to sit on his lap. Just the way he looked, his position in the chair, his hands on his sides. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was going insane. I felt terrible. I know what ALS does to people, and I couldn't understand what I was feeling. I had never felt any interest or much thought about disabled people before. Mostly regular ableist views, actually. Latin Americans are particularly bad at that because he's, he's, his family's Colombian, he's Colombian, but he grew up in the States and lives in... I started seeking out some disabled guys on online dating sites just to talk and find out a bit more what I was feeling. I never told them about me and my interests. It was just casual back then. And then I said, I'm assuming you were gay before this moment as well. And he said, yeah, I came out three years before. At first, I had a pretty wide range of interest in physical disabilities like paras, quads, CP, cerebral palsy, spina bifida, etc. But I slowly started learning more and more into higher degrees of immobility. There was something in the stillness of limbs that I found really enticing. I started chatting with the C4 quad paralyzed paralyzed from the shoulders down and that's when I started exploring the more sexual parts of my attraction that's also when I saw just how horny disabled guys can be he hadn't come since his accident years prior and he also hadn't come out as bi I then found a forum for Deves which is his abbreviation for devotees he says Deves and disabled guys That's when I started coming to terms with the extreme complexity of devoteeism. So here I got to see the tricky balancing of empathy and romantic and sexual attraction. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, I'm recording. (laughs) So... I thought this was a good introduction. A good introduction of just like what a devotee is, how he feels about it, uh, how he realized what it was, and 
the part that really stuck out to me in just this beginning part is just how surprised he was to have these feelings and how he did really come to terms with them quickly and how at first he was just like wow what the hell am I feeling and it's like I think anybody with a fetish would feel that way I think anybody with that type of shock you would you would feel a shock whether it's a foot fetish I was telling someone earlier I had a girl lick my toes at a party once and I was just like what and everybody was confused we were at, we were playing truth or dare in the basement and this girl goes all right I dare you, you to some other girl to lick or suck on Drew's toes and we're like what and she's like here I'll show you and she got down and sucked my big toe and I, and it felt weird as shit on the top of her mouth and like it but that's just that's just the thing. People with different fetishes, they don't know it. They don't understand it. They don't know why. It's just that's what they feel. That's how they're how they're going about it. So I thought that was really interesting. And uh, yeah, that was the only part that stuck out in that beginning part. So then later we really got into like deeper of like what the attraction is. So here I'm gonna read the next couple parts. Alright. So he said, Devoteeism is not just sexual. It encompasses all areas of attraction, even friendship. Like, typically in our society, unfortunately, if someone sees a ventilated guy in a power chair, they may be intimidated and not want to approach, either for fear of the unknown not wanting to disturb, not knowing how to interact with someone like that, or having their own prejudices. Uh, But with devoteeism, it's like the opposite impulse. It's like a spotlight on someone. It makes someone more imposing and noticeable. I guess that's why I love big chairs, because it makes makes the guy look important. it's not a facade or trying to deceive or get in your pants, at least for me and most of the ones I know. It's more like wanting to experience your perspective, explore their feelings, and get to know you. Uh, there are different degrees or classes of devotees. Some plain devotees have just the attraction. Others, call he calls them wannabes. And pretenders go a step further and want disability to be part of their identity. These terms are largely self-explanatory. It's strong because it's rare to find our unicorn. And when he says unicorn, he means whatever their attraction is. To find someone that completely fulfills that attraction. For him, you'll see later what exactly... He means by his unicorn because he explains in detail what exactly he's attracted to. And then like he actually mentions this para uh, like this website for devotees and quadriplegics. And it's it's kind of an interesting website. I'll I'll talk about that in more detail later as well. And it's like you have people with all different types of interests. So like finding your own kind of unicorn depending on the disability is hard for them and so I asked him 
so when did you start exploring the sexual part what are those experiences like um he said by the time we do meet someone we can be a bit intense unfortunately so it took a long a long time for that the first disabled guy i met was a wheelchair user in massachusetts when i was living in rhode island for a summer his mobility was very impaired by this time and he came out with his wheelchair and i got so horny his words not mine (laughs) it's like you've anticipated something for so long and it's there and i asked him did something happen and he said when we got back to his place i got on top of him on his lap and it felt so good i sat on his lap made out with him a lot Oh, by the way, he had MS. The other guys were a guy with spinal atrophy and two guys in Sweden. Three, actually. Two were just dates, both with muscular dystrophy and one with spina bifida. None of them, none of them lasted long and were more hookups, really. And then I was just curious so I asked him do you have a preference of diagnoses are any more enjoyable than others just curious about like what is it that he's interested in and sorry I got tilt back and he said it's hard finding attractive gay disabled guys that you also have lots in common with and everything so i've always had a soft spot for spinal cord injuries but over time the attraction has kept hardening first non-ambulatory which means non-walking then power chair users then impaired hand control then no hand and arm control now it's basically fully paralyzed so c4 and up and similar such as als muscular dystrophy and other conditions can be included here so i asked i'm like what is it is it the non-ability the needing help to do things or still just the wanting to see their experience And he said that's exactly the question that always plagued devotees, the underlying subconscious part. I don't have a concrete answer, but I'll try to explain it. I didn't think, I definitely think there is a BDSM-like dominance part to it, as well as a subconscious need to assist. Like you have more control for a small guy like me being the dominant one especially when the other guy is bigger is very enticing another bit is the foreign aspect of it it's such a different and foreign perspective to mine i'm attracted to traits that are very different from the norm so it's a little bit of everything so a paralyzed hand becomes very interesting And of course, 
And of course, there's bits that we don't understand. It's just the whole look, the way you speak, the way your equipment interacts with you. Uh, so that whole thing was interesting to me. For him to say all that. And then I went on to ask him. So, uh, was about his openness about the whole thing. It seemed very interesting to me that he's willing to come out as gay, but not as a devotee. So I just added, asked, you said you haven't told your family or friends? And he said, some friends, like five to seven. And I said, how did they respond? And he said, I had to. I needed support. Very understanding, actually. But I know many wouldn't be. It's kind of funny. My mom probably thinks I'm with Jerry, his husband, because I feel sorry for him or despite his condition. And I said, what about your family dynamic? What's that like? And he said, they don't know and probably never will. It's not like coming out as gay. I asked, are they conservative? And he said, they're Colombian. So not typical conservative, but traditional. And I asked him how'd how'd coming out as gay go? And he said, it it was a bit rough. Took a few years. So, that whole section was very interesting to me. That whole deep dive into what he thinks is the attraction is like, okay, so, it, what is it? And that's that's what he believes it is. And it's this like dominance thing, this BDSM, the fact that he's able to dominate the person. And I'm just like... Seems odd. Seems weird to me, honestly. Just because it's like, bro, I can't move. It wouldn't take much to dominate me. There's not. You could. Because BDSM historically is more like bondage and ropes and all these ties and all this bullshit. And he, you could put all that on me and I'm going to just be sitting there like, okay, I'm still not going anywhere. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you needed, you wanted to feel this dominance? And I get it. I guess, like, I don't know, same thing. He sits on your lap and you can't do shit. But then it's kind of scary because it's like, okay, so what are you attracted to? Are you attracted to me struggling? Am I, if you were someone that is going to marry this type of fetish or whatever, because I, I had a buddy of mine that did, and it's like, okay, so... What what then? Are you going to be looking at me every time I'm struggling? Every time I'm actually need air? Are you going to be sitting there like, damn, that's hot. Damn, that's sexy. Like, that's just weird to me. Just odd. And then, but there were areas, there's areas where I could really take away from this where I'm just like, okay, I get where he's coming from. And there are actually positives for this as well. Because you look at it and you look, for someone in our situation, the fact that he had so much tolerance and, and accept, acceptance, and it's like he had way more knowledge of way more conditions than even I do because he's so involved with it. He knows what non ambulatory means of not being able to walk, 
and knowing what all these different conditions are and what they mean for the person. ALS, spina bifida, uh, cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy. And that's actually, he's married to a guy with muscular dystrophy, which is just nuts to me. And it, But it also was kind of soothing to know that he he's just gay and not that like all devotees just like anyone in a chair and no matter what they look like like if all uh devotees thought it was just like guy or girl i don't care as long as they're in a wheelchair it kind of kind of nice to me that to know that he's just he happens to be gay that's part of it but then the fact that there's such a stigma towards it and all fetishes there's all types of fetishes where people are like really you're into that and you don't know if you're into that until it just happens like there's a bunch of weird ass fetishes just like farting and like all this weird stuff foot fetishes which like if you're into it you're into it you just don't know why you don't really understand it but that's where it kind of comes from and my whole thing is just like the fact that he is still willing to overlook all those things and like he said where the thing that turns most people off is the thing that actually attracts them is kind of interesting it's kind of interesting but then this next part is the part where i was like are you fucking kidding me and like you i started to hit some questions where i'm just like what is it what is it that you that you're actually into because i don't know I'll, i'll just get into it so I'm going to read this next part and you guys make the judgment for yourself. Don't don't have to agree with me. Don't have to believe what I believe. But I'm going to give you my take afterwards. And it might might not be what you think. So, okay, so after that, um, so after this whole conversation, I'm just like, all right. So what are some things you hear from people that you wish you could dispel about Deves? and he says we're not predatory or feeding on the weak this is an ableist view they that characterizes disabled people as fragile one-dimensional and vulnerable people that need protection we don't all want to be disabled that's a small subset of the community and then he said we care about the person not just the equipment. And I said, can you talk about that more? And he said, are you okay with me using you as an example? And I said, yeah, that's fine. And he said, so to be honest, I've known about you for several years. I came across your videos a few years back and I thought you were very attractive. I liked the way your body looked You have a really cute face and you have a really nice smile. I loved how you looked with your ventilator, how it came out of your neck and the tube sneaked down your body, how your still hands were neatly placed on your armrests, the overall open position of you in the chair like someone could go up to you and hug you or sit on your lap. One thing that I was struck by was how you spoke. Steves tend to love involuntary movement. The way your body moved forward as air was forced into you was incredible. It made you stand out even more. 
and little things like you bumping into your joystick when you moved added to that interest and curiosity. So I love vents, mouthpieces, chairs, straps, joysticks, etc. But it's all in the context of how you interact with the person. You probably have a lot of questions and comments now. And I said, okay, so parts of that makes it seem like it is the equipment. And other parts make it seem like it's the person. But I... And so I'm just like, like, which one is it? Is it me or is it the fucking tube coming down? Is it the fucking the armrest, the seatbelt, the straps? All this bullshit. Once again, making no fucking sense to me. Because I'm just like, are you serious? Like... The air coming, being pushed into me, it's so that I can breathe. Because if you took this off, I wouldn't be able to survive. I would die. It's a life source. It's not a choice. It's not something I want. No part of this is a desired thing. And so, like, how is that an attractive aspect of it? And so he, so he said, all right, let's go through it. So what bits seem equipment focused? And I'm just like, vents, mouthpieces, chairs, straps. None of that is me. And none of that is what I do. And he's looking, he's pulling up old ass videos of back when I was in high school. Less stable, more likely to die, less uh, survival rate, all this kind of stuff. And he's pulling up these old ass videos and I'm just like, I don't even use a joystick anymore. I don't even drive my chair that way anymore. It's my headrest now because it's much more less hindering on me. And I'm just like, so without that, are you no longer attracted? Is like, do, do now you lose interest because I've gained ability? And if you're with someone like this, if I, I've been gaining movement, I've been gaining these things. If you're going to be with somebody, you want them to be with you for you. If I were to start moving and get out of this chair... Are you all of a sudden not going to be interested anymore? And it's just odd to me. And so he says, uh, So with joysticks, I love the exaggerated chin movements. Once again, me struggling. Uh, associated with them. Straps feed into the whole bondage bit. Once again, once again makes no fucking sense. Because even if you take the seatbelt off, I'm not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> and of you being physically tied down uh, mouthpieces are attractive because I find the thought of this object in someone's mouth kind of hot the chair is bulky keeps people away makes you stand out gives you that nice position the vents are my favorite I love the I love what they do to a guy's voice once again me struggling my voice is affected by the vent, meaning I can't talk as loud. My voice doesn't sound the same from before my accident because my voice was much deeper because I'm not having to scream and it was much more genuine to what I actually sound like. So once again, just weird shit. Uh, he says sometimes they force them to take breaks and cut off. I love their rhythmic noise. I like the actual tracheostomy. And the fact of having a tube shoved in and the dependency on the vent. What? Once again, me struggling. 
and I don't want to make it seem like it's just guys either. Like he tells me about this website with other devotees and stuff and I joined it and there are female devotees out there that aren't as fucking obnoxious as male devotees but it's still just like you're attracted to everything we don't like everything that makes our everyday life difficult you're attracted to the trach what happens i've been practicing breathing on my own what happens if i start breathing better does the person i'm with all of a sudden leave and then be like well no i like you to be struggling i like when you're in discomfort i like when you're in pain like that's odd that's odd to me and he goes kind of makes it part of you which is true it is part of me i hate it but it is and admittedly and he said and admittedly i do get aroused talking about this And I told him that struggling you asked about was my attempt to pull pull air in to lessen those breaks and cuts so that other people so that other people don't hear all the things that I'm struggling with being on a ventilator. Those breaks and cuts. That's why I have this towel on the vent right now. I have a speaking valve on my tube so that people don't hear my imperfections so that people don't and I guess there is some light to be found in there the fact that he or just devotees in general like those things about you that you don't like about yourself or don't like about your situation but it's still just just odd to me (laughs) and I'm just like so me explaining that to him and he's like god it was so hot to be honest like the actual movement of your neck (laughs) Leaning forward. And. Oh it just. I don't know. Seems odd. And then the fact that he's. Married to a guy. Like he's married. He's married. He's married to someone with muscular dystrophy. I'm calling him Jerry. Jerry and Joe. Are together. And Jerry has muscular dystrophy. And the fact that you're married to this dude and still fucking badgering me on social media. Like badgering. Like every day sending something. Even when we were scheduling this interview. Like, so I, I looked through the messages. April 10th, we scheduled it for April 16th. On the 11th, he texts me, hey man. On the 12th, he's messaging me again. On the 13th, he's messaged me again. And I'm not responding to any of it. I'm like, bro, I scheduled it for the fucking 16th because I'm busy. And you're sitting here badgering me. And it's like, just odd. Just odd to me. Do you realize that that's no longer no longer an obs- uh, uh, infatuation, but it's an obsession? So then I go on to ask him. So I'm like... So how does that work? Because you're married, right? Is he cool with you exploring others? And he said, well, I haven't been with anyone else since we started going out three years ago. And once I jack off, that curiosity and urge go away. So it's not that I want a threesome or want to cheat. I can't imagine being with anyone else. I love... (laughs) Shit. Jerry. 
It's just something on my mind. Something to contain. And I'm like, okay. That's interesting. Something something to contain. Meaning that, like, it's this overflowing thing. Once again, more buying into the obsession. And we, uh... We ended... Oh, so he says, and... That reminds me, another deep of interest is the thought of a guy who hasn't been able to come in years. Like, being the one to change that is very hot. So it's like... So I get that, because I'm one of those people. I go very, very long spurts without being with anybody. Because of my situation, because I'm a guy, and it's harder finding women who are willing to put uh, look past my situation... In order to be with me, and I understand that, but then it's also like, I don't know, you're you're once again excited by my downfall. The fact that I can't find anybody is a turn-on for you, and I don't like that bullshit. I don't like it. I don't. All of it. The fact that you like me struggling is weird. It's very, very weird, and... The way we ended the conversation, I told him, I told him, if you get weird, I will block you and stop talking to you. Because it was this weird thing that he just wanted to be my friend and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, do you realize I don't even talk to my close friends every fucking day? And you're fucking messaging me every day. And then he goes on. And even after this, like, I had screenshotted some messages where he's just 13th. Hey, 15th hey 16th how's it going uh and then everything i fucking post he's commenting on it whether it's a tweet a facebook post a youtube video something i put on my website all of it he's just like hey man how are you doing what what's going on i saw what you posted i saw what you posted and i'm just like it's weird i can't even post anything without you fucking commenting on it and so I, I, all that shit irritated me, and so let me see. But there were, even in those crazy moments, there were some spots that I thought was interesting. So he said, I asked him, "What do you want people to know about Dave's that dispel what we think?" And he said, "Not preying on the weak." The society that we live in sees people with disabilities as weak or fragile or unable to make a decision for themselves and uh, easy to prey upon and totally agree with them. I totally agree that they are, they're not preying on the weak because we're all able to make a decision for ourselves and you can, we are not fragile. We are not this group of people that need to be protected by anybody we can protect ourselves we understand what's going on and those that choose to be with these people that's up to them that's up to you and i'm gonna tell you this it's person to person because if any of you who have disabilities are curious and want to talk to these people yo message me and i'll tell you the website and where you can join see all these people just a warning boring as shit just like any other fucking internet forum and whenever you see these forums on the internet almost like reddit it's just this 
pitter-patter and just like this boring ass. They're basically just talking. That's all it is. You you hear this like devotee website and you're expecting like every time you post something and people are just like, ooh, you're cute. No, there's none of that. There's none of that. You might find somebody, but you have to be extremely active, which I am not. <laughs> I could really give a shit about these people. But one thing you do learn going on this forum is how there is a vast like variety of devotees. There are those who are attracted to blindness or those who are attracted to paralyzed or those who are attracted to hearing disabilities. And it's like every single person is different. Every single person has different interests. And it's also interesting. They're all different as far as how they approach you, how they approach those situations. Not all of them are as obsessive as this guy. These are just the guys we get messages from every fucking day and just being like oh you're cute hey don't mean to bother you hey how's it going and like all that bullshit and they are very different from the people who have a disorder there is a group of people rather than attraction who want to be disabled and i looked up what it was called it was like body identity disorder where they want to be disabled I know the acronym was BID, and I was like, those people, I don't even want to get into that. That's a whole another situation. It is a disorder that you want to be disabled. And my friend Jesse, who you all, you all probably know, she texted me a screenshot from this lady who said, fucking, I once, I, I used to want to be disabled, but after seeing your story and seeing your situation and how difficult it is i no longer want to be disabled so thank you and i'm just like fuck you like what 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 why why am i involved in your fucking weird ass like you wanted to be disabled yes it is difficult it is irritating it's a daily struggle and it's just irritating bullshit and then i had the whole thing of like is he attracted to me or the chair? Is he attracted to me or all this fucking equipment? Like, yeah, it's hot. But that's where devotees are. And if you are interested, and, and I will tell you, not all devotees are nuts. So if you are interested, you should all check out. Well, message me because I'm not going to put it out there. I don't want to put the entire community on blast. But there is a website for people with disabilities and for females and males who are interested with to males with disabilities specifically. And it's it's worth a look at. It's interesting. I found it interesting once or twice. I posted like a good number of posts just to try to be involved and see what the community is like. And once again, it's just boring. It's like any other forum. <laughs> pretty dumb but while i was on there a buddy of mine messaged me and was like hey this is where i met my ex-wife ex-wife so yeah there's that yeah <laughs> but yo yeah hit me up uh as always go follow me on instagram at drew claiborne subscribe to this youtube channel drew claiborne and check out our website the drewcrew.org where I try to raise money for people with disabilities and show them how I'm able to live a fulfilling life after my accident and 
to show how to get rid of some of the instability in your life and how to gain some control in your life. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're working on. That's what we're raising money for. We have a Euchre tournament coming up on Leap Year, February 29th. And, as always, our golf outing in July on July 18th. And all that is just to show that you can be independent while in this situation, while on a ventilator, while in a big-ass wheelchair, and uh, how to still be focused on life. Yeah, so, without further ado, I'm going to throw on this awesome-ass beat from Buddy of Mine, Good Luck. Yeah, everybody check out gswankproductions.com if you need a beat for anything, YouTube videos, all that good stuff. This is where it's at. Peace.